Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Talking Circles. I am Clayton Caldwell, with Philip Matthew and Spencer Callen here tonight as we bring you another great episode. Boy, what a week it was. Surprising news came out yesterday at morning when it was announced that Matthew Benedetto will drive the number 21 Ford for the Wood Brothers Racing, replacing Paul Menard, who will retire at the end of the 2020 season. We'll dive into that. What does it mean for the Wood Brothers? What does it mean for Paul Menard's career uh, as far as what is his legacy? What will we look back on for Paul Menard? And we'll discuss what their expectations will be for 2020. Also, we'll talk about the playoff drivers. Which drivers are in the category, each, three, each of these three categories? We have a long shot category, we have a contenders category, and we have the favorites category. Who will go where? Where will your favorite driver go? We'll discuss that as well here tonight on Talking Circles. And we'll take your phone calls, 917-889-8280. We'll discuss whatever you want to discuss here in the NASCAR world tonight here on Talking Circles. Well, let's get right down to it. The news of the week, the surprising news of the week, and that was Matthew Benedetto replacing Paul Menard in the number 21 Ford for the Wood Brothers. There was some speculation earlier in the year that Paul Menard may retire. He shot those down with about, I think it was right around Pocono time, June or July. He shot those down saying, I, I have a contract here for next year, which he probably didn't lie about. He probably did. But retirement is on his horizon. He will retire at the end of the 2019 season and will be replaced in the number 21 Wood Brothers Ford by Matthew Benedetto, a a great kind of a surprising story just because nobody really saw it as far as everybody was concerned, Spencer. Um, it looked like Matthew Benedetto was out of a ride. Uh, was basically announced, all but announced, that Chris Rebell will be driving the number 95 car next season. So it left Matthew Benedetto out of a ride, but yet here he is. And I think even an improvement of where he is here in 2019 in the number 21 Ford for the Wood Brothers. What was your initial thoughts when you read the news here on Tuesday morning? Yeah, it was pretty shocking. I didn't neither. I don't think any, all three of us expected that um, because when we were making our predictions where he would go, we all said he's going down the Xfinity Series or maybe take the 38. Um, but you know that kind of changes where everything goes now. Um, uh, you know, I was pretty shocked, but I, I don't think he would have gotten this ride if he hasn't been running the way he has. Um, you know, on the Bristol and the um, and on the road courses, um, but it goes to show it opened eyes when he, when he got in uh, better cars and good equipment that he can really go out there and compete for wins and, you know, pass the top names in the sport and the top teams. Um, so, you know, with better uh, equipment coming over from JGR definitely has helped him um, get this ride for sure. Um, you know, and I think, you know, you guys would probably agree. So too, if you know, if he wasn't running that good, I don't think he uh, might have a ride for next year. But he's proven it, so he's got a ride, and uh, I agree with you. I think it's a bit of an improvement, even though the 95 continues to get better each year. Um, um, but this is a good step um, for his career, obviously a better ride with uh, Penske Alliance, and Penske runs well. Um, it's a very good organization. Depending on how much funding they will get last year, uh, next year is a different story. Um, you know, We won't know that until we see him on the track. Um, but I think if they get good equipment, that – 21 team would definitely make the playoffs and I'm happy I'm happy for him I'd like to see him run well and you can pull for guys like that so we'll just have to wait uh 2019 is not over he's still gonna bust his ass the rest of this year and uh then he has a new ride fresh start in 2020 yeah and it's something to look forward to for him for sure but you're right he does have to finish this year strong 
Um, you know, it was funny because Menard kind of denied retirement rumors there, Philip. Uh, uh, middle of the year, he kind of sat there and said, no, I'll be back in 2020, but never really gave a, a certainty like, well, I want to be back and want to win races. Uh, this 21 car has sort of struggled here the two years that uh, that Paul Menard's been in it. Menard obviously has a lot of funding from his father and his family's company, Menard. Uh, that's part of the reason why he's in that number 21 car. Um, but they haven't really run it as good as they did the years before with with Ryan Blaney in that car. Um, and now they're going to Matt Benedetto. And it's funny because when Paul said when he announced basically he was going to step aside, go get Matt Benedetto. Um, what were your thoughts, Philip? When you initially read it, you know you're not as high on Benedetto as as the as me nor Spencer. Um, but what were your initial thoughts when you saw that Matt Benedetto was going to the Wood Brothers in 2020? I mean, it's interesting, uh, and based on recent storylines and the way the excuse me the narrative has been on Di Benedetto and you know the you know the underdog kind of story, uh, Paul Menard going and he had I believe signed an extension to go into 2020. He had downplayed the retirement rumors because the 21 was in play in regards to, um, you know, the Cindric eventually probably is going to go to that car uh, before they, you know, expand to a fourth team because, quite frankly, they're not really performing well with three. And uh, the Wood Brothers team, Paul Menard, uh, deciding to step aside, I think, uh, is, I mean, it we we won't truly know what the full decision or full uh, extent of it was until probably Friday afternoon when they'll probably interview him at Las Vegas and they'll he'll probably not really say a whole lot except that he he took up for Matthew Benedetto and wanted to see him get in that ride. Uh, for Matthew Benedetto, considering where he was, you know, this time a month ago, knowing that after possibly giving away the one chance he might have to win a race this year. Uh, he was knew he was up against it. He spun out at Road America the following week when he had a car that probably could have won the Xfinity race there. He was looking at either driving an Xfinity or, as Spencer said, you know, driving an Xfinity or, or doing, you know, driving a 38 or one of the, you know, lower – going back to where he was, basically. So the fact that Paul Menard decided to throw him a, to, to do him a solid and, and kind of do what his dad did for many guys in his time as an owner uh, in the in, when he was in the IRL and prior to that, you know, at Indianapolis only, to give guys an opportunity, I think about, you know, Tony Stewart, I think about some of the veterans – that didn't have rides anymore. It's a good thing. Uh, do do I I believe that Di Benedetto is some great thing? No, but I do believe in terms of relative talent. I think Di Benedetto is probably at worst a is a is a lateral move. But the point is, you get the PR and the pomp and circumstance of Matthew Benedetto. You get all the Reddit behind you. It sounds like Paul Menard is going to continue, or Menards is going to continue to do the half sponsorship with the 21 along with 
uh, supporting Blaney's 12 car and the 22 in the IndyCar series for Indy 500 champion Simon Pagano. So in that sense, Menard isn't going away. I figure Paul Menard's going to be running Xfinity races for um, Penske uh, next year, probably will run five races, seven races, who knows, however many races he wants to run because he's, he's got the money. Uh, but yeah. in the end, for Paul, for considering where Matthew Benedetto was about a month ago and where he's going to end up being, which is a definite possibility to make a playoff uh, this time next year, as long as it stays on, nothing has been said that they're going to change the format or make it less drivers. So based on the way things are and the based on the layout of where I, we believe everybody's going to go, you only have to move up a couple of spots and make a couple of decent runs here and there. And, you know, the 21s in the playoff uh, conversation. So uh, good for him. Uh, good for a guy that a lot of people have taken on a, a liking to and, Good on Paul Menard that in the in the end uh, the Wood Brothers felt good about what he felt and they went with that that move because I, I I don't really know what else was out there uh, honestly uh, what would have really been the best option outside of that so well and here's the thing and it's funny you bring that up because I I uh, I was been doing some brainstorming about who else was out there and if if Matt, if if Paul Menard said hey I'm retiring which I think has happened guys. I think this decision was made maybe after Bristol or in that off weekend that we had. I think that's when Paul Menard officially decided, you know what, it's time for me to step aside. Because like they said, he said, go get Matthew Benedetto. And, and you know, when it was announced that Matt was out of the 95, the, the weekend of Bristol, the week of Bristol, you know, you saw him in victory in, on pit road there after finishing second to Denny Hamlin. And he was in tears. He was like, you know, I love this. And, and you know, and I think at that moment, De Benedetto knew he didn't have a whole lot. And I think either between that week and, and between Darlington or, or somewhere in between there, um, something came up with these with this. Wood, there's no doubt something came up with the Wood Brothers, and they moved towards him. Now they listened to Paul Menard, and Paul said, "Hey, go get um, Matty Benedetto." But there were a couple other options. We've been hearing Tyler Reddick moving to the Cup Series. Reddick has has a tie with Ford. He's a tie with Brad Keselowski in the past, uh, running this Truck Series program years and years ago. Um, so that was an option, maybe go that way with Tyler Reddick, who's the defending Xfinity Series champion, won a lot of races in this in the Xfinity Series. And also another option might have been Ross Chastain, who, uh, you know, I'm sure his 2019, or 2020 plans, excuse me, are a little bit more solid than what we all know about them as, as they are currently. But I think he could have put them all on hold and stopped them if the 21 car came up to him and said, hey, hey Ross, you want to drive for the 21 car for the Wood Brothers next year? You would probably say, hell yeah, I'll, I'll do that. The heck with everything else I have going. I want to drive the Cup Series in a competitive car, 14 Penske, basically 14 Penske next season. So there are those are the two options I think that would really stick out to me. You could have also went Cole Custer, which I don't personally, I don't think is as good as Chastain or Reddick or even Di Benedetto because I think Custer, even though he's had a really good year this year in the Xfinity Series, is still a year or two away from me being Cup material. Um, and I think another year in Xfinity would really do him well. But uh, there were some other options in there, and you know you have to wonder what the reasoning is behind it. Again, I, I'm a big Benedetto fan. I've come out and said that. I think the guy, the, kid can drive, the guy can drive. But, Spencer, if you look at his resume compared to the other drivers I just mentioned, 
has never won a NASCAR race in his career. Now, I know he's not really been in uh, stuff where he can win, uh, but still, you know, these sponsors, these teams usually like to go with the proven commodity, uh, guys who have run for championship and won, run for race wins in the past, and they're not doing that with Deep Benedetto, so it was a little bit of a risk to take him in the 21 car. Um, what are your thoughts about the other two? Do you think Deep Benedetto is a better hire than, than Reddick or maybe even Ross Chastain? How about you, Philip? I mean, what about that? Do you think uh, maybe Chastain or, or Reddick? Do you think Chastain <laughs> or Reddick, uh, Spencer, would have been a, a decent move there for for the twenty one car? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he has Cup experience, and whether it's for the small team or a big team, it's still a Cup car, and they still drive way different. Um, Chastain has Cup experience too. Um, you know, it's tough. It, it really is. I mean. It, you know, if I was a cup owner, I would have to say Chastain just because he's, I don't know. They're both so determined, and they, they really want to be there, and they really, really want to run well. And, I mean, who don't? And, uh, you know, it is interesting. It, it's very inter- interesting um, why they picked him over Chastain. Uh, maybe because Chastain most likely will probably get a good Xfinity ride. There's rumors that he's going with uh, college full-time next year. But that's just a rumor. Who knows? Um and Paul suggested them, and maybe they really believed in Paul's um, decision, and obviously they did because that's who they went after. So um, I wouldn't say that – I mean, Chastain is obviously proven a little bit more. You know, he has one in NASCAR. As you mentioned, Matt has it. But Matt also hasn't had the equipment that Ross has now currently in the truck series. Um, and we saw the – the crappy equipment Ross is getting in the cup and he can't do anything with it. But when he gets in good equipment, um, he can win. I know it's a truck series, but still it's good equipment. And he's putting it in victory lane. Matt really hasn't had that. Um, he's gotten the equipment, you know, somewhat this year. And they really got more in the past month or two where he's really started running well. So I think they just took Paul's decision and they're going to run with it. Um, cause they got sponsorship with Menards. I'm sure motocraft, you know, that, uh, company's not going away from the Wood Brothers. Um, they'll do a couple races, and maybe Barstool will step it up for next year and do a couple races like they are this year. Who knows? So um, it's just a decision, and, um, you know, it would be a tough one if I was a car owner, that's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be – it's certainly interesting to see what parameters really were, were weighed in all this and everything that was weighed. I mean, you also have the fact that, you know, Chastain's sort of in a – what I feel like – is ever basically a you know developmental deal, but not a developmental deal with Ganassi. Um, so maybe that was weighing on it too. But you know, how about you, Philip? I mean, just final thoughts on this whole Benedetto thing. What about his, his expectations? You touched on him a little bit. I just kind of want to dive into it a little bit more. Um, what about his expectations um, for 2020? Do you think this he's a driver who should, you know? win a lot of races, how many races should he win, and, and should he make the playoffs in this 21 car? I mean, remember, you know, Ryan Blaney won a, won a race and made the playoffs in the 21 car uh, two, two or three years ago, and I, you know, I, I don't mean to, to bash the driver here, but, you know, I don't think, I think D. Benedetto, as far as the driver talent is concerned, D. Benedetto is a step up from Paul Menard, even though Menard's all got all the experience in the past. Um, so I think the expectations will be a little bit higher, um, for 
this 21 car. Just how high will those expectations be, though, Philip? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about those two options that you had mentioned earlier uh, with Chastain or Reddick in terms of really being out there. They haven't, I guess, haven't been fully placed out there in the ether. But uh, in terms of Di Benedetto, with all the talk and all this build up about him, and you know, he's when they've given when he finally got legitimate Joe Gibbs racing equipment instead of, you know, year old cars and stuff that they'd been running outside of, I think, Daytona. And uh, I mean, it, the turnaround was when he, when Snoroma happened, he finished in the top five in a Durwood uh, special. And then all of a sudden everyone started talking. I mean, he was obsessed. The Waltrips are obsessed with him because he's driving a Toyota and they can't shut up about it. But then you also have the fact that they're just obsessed with them or, they're pushing him to make the all-star race and all these things. But since then, at the end of the day, he has been performing. And in the second half of the year, he was actually, I saw somewhere in one of these articles where in the second half of the season of the regular season, he was one of the 16 best drivers. So now move that on to a Penske team, a four car team where they're actually really theoretically, the Wood brothers are the fourth car. There's going to be a lot more data sharing I think his personality and driving style moves uh, smoothly transitions into uh, being in not only the Wood Brothers, but working with Team Penske. Um, I figure that a playoff opportunity is there. Uh, they haven't made the playoffs since, when, since Menard's been in the car. I do believe that that's uh, a possibility, though, with Di Benedetto a lot of everybody talking about him and all this buildup about him. I, I honestly think this is a, it's a put up or shut up kind of year for him because it's a one year deal. And same as mm -hmm. this one was. And the difference is, you know, just like the, I mean, the difference is there's less of a likelihood that he's going to get replaced by somebody who actually has elite talent. Like he is going to get replaced by Christopher Bell uh, there really isn't that elite talent with Austin Sindrick or Cole Custer. I would say that would be the case if it was a Tyler Reddick. I would also go and venture to say that about um, Chastain, but the fact is I think Ganassi has him and he's holding on to him the way that he held on to Jamie McMurray, and he's basically angling, if he stays in cup, to put him in the one car when Kurt Busch decides, he, or Larson, whichever one of them decide to go and leave, he's going to have a plug-in, plug-and-play driver right then and there with Chastain. So mm -hmm. I figure playoffs for Di Benedetto uh, for next year. I think if he doesn't win his first race by the end of this year, I feel like early on next year he will have an opportunity to do so because he dominated. He, was a, he led the most laps in the Daytona 500 uh, this past year. Paul Menard should have won the shootout. He got dumped by Jimmy Johnson. So the reality is they have good restrictor plate, whatever you want to call it anymore, package. He's a solid racer in that format. Could be an opportunity very early on. Yeah, and I'll say this, you know, not only Di Benedetto, and you're right, you know, he got off to a rough start this year, but his years prior in the Cup Series, I think it was two years of BK Racing and two years, at, well, one year really at Go Fast, 
um, they were he was really good. Now last year I feel like at Go Fast when he was there, the team kind of took a step down. If you remember, they they had a crew chief that was all set and ready to go, and I believe that was G Need, and then he stepped down and didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Uh, I think he just got tired of being on the road, and they kind of had to throw a crew chief in that wasn't really uh, have a whole off season underneath his belt, and the team just didn't really perform all that well. And I think the 32 is back this year. Uh, with a full you know, off-season under the belt with the same crew chief. But I think that hurt Matthew Benedetto a lot last year. But I, overall, I think a lot of people were impressed. You know, Remember, when he, when he got that 83 car, it was only supposed to be a part-time deal, and he really drove his way into a full-time deal that first year in the Cup Series. So uh, he, he's done certainly done a good job, and, and it's certainly nice to see. Um, and, and, you know, you, you're right, Philip. It is a kind of a put up or shut up kind of ride here. I'd like to see him get more than one year, though for that, but we'll see how it goes, you know, but uh, certainly Matthew Bendetto's future is looking a lot more brighter than it did about 25 days ago. 917-889-8280, that is the number to call here tonight on Talking Circles. If you want to get on and discuss anything, whether you want to discuss Matthew Bendetto's situation, the playoffs that are coming up here at Las Vegas, or even Las Vegas themselves, uh, give us a call on 917-889-8280. Let's go to the playoffs, guys, because I want to kind of do something fun here. Um, you know, with 16 cars, there's so many drivers in this field. Uh, it almost feels like, you know, you can split them up into certain categories. Now, um, I wrote a piece for Front Stretch on Monday that featured favorites, contenders, and long shots. And I kind of want to get your guys' a t- take on it here. Um, and we'll start with the long shots because I feel like, you know, everybody's sort of going to have the same amount of guys in that. I have four drivers in my long shots. I won't give you who they were just yet because one might be a surprise but uh we'll start with with uh with you spencer who are your long shots drivers that you don't expect to win this championship and if they do it really took a a uh a great effort and a really surprised you to see them go out there and uh and pull off a championship who are your guys there uh in the long shot category How about you, Philip? Do you have your drivers in a long shot category? What What are your thoughts on on the long shots here um, for the playoffs? I would I would venture to say we we spent a lot of energy on the cutoff uh, drivers, and I would venture to say the people that made it in right at the end, <clears throat> meaning you know the the 14 of Boyer, the six of Ryan Newman. This doesn't mean that I don't think that Ryan Newman may not advance the way that he has been doing what he's been doing this year. He could really sneak in and get a top 10. That doesn't make him a contender for a championship top 10 in points though, for a team that hasn't been anywhere near that for a long time though, would be a major upgrade. Um, Outside, Side of that, I'm just trying to look at this here quick. I I would consider Larson uh, in that category because they've been so inconsistent this year, uh, and they uh, there's not good there isn't really good mojo going on with that organization or at least with that particular car. I would uh, I would also put the Hendrick. Uh, 24 
of William Byron. Uh, yes, he's been, you know, solid, yet unspectacular. Um, he kind of has to take a step forward if he really wants to make something happen in this playoff. Uh, the 10 of, of Eric Almirola, the bottom, for, for a team that a year ago almost made the Final Four, won Talladega and probably had a chance to win six races or something like that last year, they have been a non-factor all year. And uh, they have one and done written all over them, the way that they're performing. Uh, personally, I think that they're in that category. I think my, I think there's a very heavy uh, a leaning towards uh, the bottom and the top for me, or bottom in the, in the, I guess I could find a middle category. But I think just as that for now, I mean, I might be – blanking here, but uh, I'll uh, I I mean, outside of that, yeah, I think that's what we'll go with for now, and then um, I guess we'll find out in 10 weeks, right? Hey, so real quick, just for clarity, who's in your um, uh, in your long shot category before we move to Spencer? Long shot Uh, category? Go ahead. So yeah, just real quick, just recap. Ryan Newman, Ryan Newman, Blaney, Errol Marola. Uh, let's go. We'll go William Byron and the uh, 42 of uh, Kyle Larson. And uh, yeah, those are in the long shot category. Cool. Okay. How about you, Phil? Okay. Uh, so I'm sorry. How about you, Spencer? Um, you know, I only had four drivers in my long shot category. Uh, how about you? How many you gotten, and who do you have, and why? I have five, and um, so I'll start off with Newman. He's in my long shot, just because. And I, and, you know, as Philip said, it's not that we don't think they're going to advance to the next round, or that they're not going to perform. It's just to what they've done all year. They had 26 races to um, lock themselves in. Waste, uh, lock themselves in safe, uh, safely and not stressed uh, down to the last race. Um, you know, he's a guy that runs hard, uh, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, so, I mean, but the performance at Roush just has not been there for me to really think that they have any shot at winning this championship. And then uh, Alex Bowman. Um, I have him in my long shots just because he's young. Um, Hendrick is still a little off and they're not where they need to be. And when you're um, not where you need to be and you're racing the top dogs that are, you know, the big names in the sport that are contending for wins every week, you know, those are going to be the guys to beat. And I just don't think Alex Bowman has – I mean, nothing against his talent. I think he uh, has good talent. Um, it's just, you know, what I think. You know, I just don't think he has a uh, – obviously he has a shot. He's in it. I just don't think he will win, the, um, win it. Then I have Clint Boyer, basically just because the bad luck recently. Um, and Stuart Haas struggled a lot in the beginning of the year. I mean, look, we didn't see Harvick start winning until the last, what, month and a half. Um, so I think Boyer, um, same way, same with Newman. They waited till the last second to get in, and that's kind of unacceptable from Stuart Haas. Um, nothing against his talent or anything. I just – that's just what I think. Um, and Al Marola and Philip nailed it. They, they ran so well last year. 
and you know it's another Stuart Haas car, and they were off. Um, again, I think he has um, he's he's smart on the racetrack. Um, you really don't see he's kind of one of them guys that kind of stay to himself. You don't see him picking fights with a lot of people. Yes, he's bitched on the radio and got upset about things he shouldn't sometimes, but who don't? Um, but yeah, he's another one of those guys that I just really don't think um, people are sitting up in the stands going, he's going to win the championship. And then the 24, um, just because same with uh, Bowman, um, performance-wise, young, and when you're young and you can make you can make mistakes real easy, and when you're racing against guys like, um, you know, Kyle Larson, that's really good at Homestead if he was to make it to Homestead. Um, Kyle Busch, Truex, Hamlin, how he's running, you there's really no room for error, and um, your speed. Which Hendrick hasn't, which Hendrick has not had um, so far this year. They've gotten better. Um, you just really need to bring your A game, and you need to be no room for mistakes, basically, if you want to win the championship. So that's just a quick debrief on why I think those guys um, really don't have right. a shot to in the playoffs. Right. Well, I have four, and I'll give them quick. Um, you know, basically for the same reasons you guys said. Amarola and Boyer, I mean, Amarola's got one top five finish this year. It's hard to believe. Uh, Boyer, I, I, like I said in the show last uh, on Monday, I was impressed with his last three races. He needed to get himself in. He needed to race hard, and he got himself in. I got Ryan Newman in there, as, but, but both Stuart Haas cars, I mean, all four made the playoffs easily last year. Uh, we had one miss this year, two towards the bottom of the end of the playoffs, and then Kevin Harvick, who um, I think – is in a completely different category than these guys, but we'll discuss that a little bit later. So Boyer and Amarola, for me, they're teammates. They've been struggling. I don't like people who are struggling in the playoffs. I don't like people who haven't won yet in the playoffs as well. Uh, Ryan Newman, listen, Ryan Newman's done a hell of a job this year getting that car in. We talked about it on Monday. Uh, first time that six calls in the playoffs since Mark Martin drove that car. Hard to believe, but that's the truth. So uh, Newman is in. Did a great job, and I think everything else is sort of great here. They're playing with house money because nobody really expected them to make the playoffs. And I'm going to go William Byron. Uh, I've been impressed with their speed on on Friday. I have not been impressed with their speed on Sundays. If we were doing a, qual- a strictly qualifying where we got points for qualifying, I'd be like, heck yeah, William Byron's going to be good. But I still think there's some learning for him to do yet. He's still in his second year, first year with Ganassi. He's really improved himself this year. Um, and I'm not sure that if you told me that William Byron was going to win his first Cup Series race in this in these playoff, I wouldn't be shocked. But I would be shocked to see him go out and win the playoffs. So that's why I got him in my long shot category. Um, and, and Spencer, more towards your point about Alex Bowman, um, and that, that's fair because you know I have Bowman in my next category, which is contender. But the only reason why I put him in there is because he's proven this year he can win a race. But if you look at his last two races. His win at Chicago, 21st, 17th, 14th, 20th, 14th, 10th, 15th, 18th, 21st. Not going to get it done. You have to be better than that if you want to compete for the championship. And, uh, you know, to me, Alex Bowman, I, I just put him in my contender category. So he's one of my guys into my contender categories. Um, but I just put him in, and the only reason why I did – was because of his win at Chicago. Um, that's the only reason why I put him in. But it certainly looked like at Chicago that Hendrick was going to be taking a step in the right direction. They haven't really done that since then. So 
Um, that's something to keep in mind here as we go through our rankings here for the playoffs, guys. Uh, how about the contender category for you? We'll start this time with Spencer. Uh, quick, you know, quick little synopsis and, and the drivers that you have uh, for your contender, which is more like the middle of the road category here uh, in the playoffs. Uh, first, I have um, Kurt Busch, and that's because, I mean, look what he was able to do in the beginning of the year. Ganassi has found some speed, um, and Kurt's a hell of a driver, and he's won the championship. He knows what it takes, and he's with a team that he believes in and a team that obviously is connecting because he's ran well all year. Um, yeah, a few bad races, but everybody has that. Um, and then his teammate, Larson. Um, Larson has been very consistent. I mean, he's jumped, I think, five or six spots in the um, – uh, in the points, and I forget the race since you said that, um, but he's really been coming on strong um, so that that whole organization has found speed. Those two, and if he makes it to Homestead, then he's definitely in my favorites. Um, Logano, uh, you got to have him in your contenders. Um, he knows what it takes to win a championship. He's aggressive, um, and he just he just he can drive a race car, that's for one, and uh, he just he has what it takes to win a championship, and he's proven it. He is one. And his teammate Brad, same thing. Um, Penske, good organization. Um, Fords were that team was really good in the beginning of the year, and then they kind of fell off a little bit. And I don't know if it's because Toyota is so good right now, it's kind of making the Fords not look so good. Um, so they kind of swapped positions basically based on performance. But still, I mean, you can't, you can't, you got to have him in the uh, contenders. And then I put Eric Jones in the contenders, um, basically because of Gibbs. Um, is so strong right now. He's got momentum going into the playoffs with his big win at Darlington, and uh, he's young and he um, he has a ride for next year, so that takes a lot of stress. Going to make you run well. Um, so we'll see. So there's him, Elliot. Of course, um, he you know there's tracks in the playoffs that he's. I mean, look at last year. Um, you know, and I honestly thought he had a shot to make the final four. Um, Hendrick isn't as bad as they were in the beginning of the year. Um, and obviously Chase is, wants to win a championship. I mean, that's what all drivers want to do. So uh, he's in my contender round. And then Blaney, just uh, I know he hasn't had the year that uh, a lot of people probably expected. His second year in the 12 car struggled a little bit this year, um, but it's, it's it's Team Penske, and I'm sure in the playoffs they'll find some a little bit more speed. I'm sure um, swap some adjustments with uh, Logano and Kieslowski and that whole organization to come together and make sure all three of their cars run good. So. Okay, real quick recap. Just let me know how many guys you got and who they are again in your contender category. Uh, Larson, Kurt Busch, Logano, Kislowski, Eric Jones, Elliott, and Blaney. That's seven guys in your contender category for Spencer Cowan. Um, interesting. Some interesting names in there that I have some of my favorite categories and some I, I – uh, I don't have my contenders, and we'll get to them. Mine picks in a little bit here. Uh, but, you know, to kind of just recap a little bit about um, where what you were saying about Larson, you know, real quick, just Kyle Larson, and I know just because he, he's not going to be in um, in Phillips' contender category because he's uh, in his long shot category. After Talladega, which, okay, was the eighth race of the year, Larson was 21st in points, 21st, and he finished the regular season ninth. 
So it just shows you what that team's done here in the last, oh, what, uh, 16, 17 races. They've really, really picked it up. Uh, and to me, and and again, I know because he doesn't fall in Phelps' category in contenders, to me, he's the biggest sleeper in this championship. I think he's got, of all my contenders, I like Kyle Larson the best to win it. And I'll give you my contenders, and I'll tell you why um, in a little bit. But, Philip, how about you in the contenders category? Who, who you got and why? Yeah, I mean, based on just looking at the grid, and I'm going really chalk here. Uh, I mean, the point about Bowman we brought up earlier, uh, I didn't know this. I didn't notice this until I looked at it. Alex Bowman only has seven top tens the entire season, though he does have the one win, which is by far the lowest amount of of top tens for any driver in the playoffs. The second least is a tie between his teammate William Byron and Ryan Newman, who made it on the cutoff. So I think I was going, if honestly, based on the discussion and whatever, I would probably swap Larson and Bowman here uh, I'd put Larson into my contender category even though I don't feel as confident about the 42 as I do as teammate but I think Bowman would probably swap out into the uh, first category and then I would put Larson in Eric Jones would be in there as well uh, consistency has picked up once he's relaxed he won Darlington of course uh, but, you know, he's not at the same level. Of course, he doesn't have anywhere near the experience as his other three teammates, so maybe that's not fair, uh, but he has been performing a little better recently, which is a good sign. You want to have that momentum going into the playoff. Uh, Kurt Busch is, to me, while you mentioned, Clayton, about Larson, I think Kurt Busch is the wild card in this. Uh, because he's running with house money. He's feeling better about life. He's feeling better about his career and driving driving a race car. He loves, you know, his smoking hot wife and all these other things. He's got all these great things going on. And he's basically been the best Chevy all year. Um, granted, Chase Elliott's won two races, but um, he's been the best Chevy all year and I think with his experience and Matt McCall being kind of a gunslinger kind of crew chief it um, gives him an opportunity to make something happen Chase Elliott is in that second level there Um, yes uh, he's won two races yes he's the automatic most popular driver until he decides to retire Uh, he's the definite number one at Hendrick Motorsports because he sells the most trinkets. Uh, But, you know, there are tracks that he can win at that. uh, I think, of course, the the Talladega, the Roval, Martinsville, just the name three. Uh, Dover is there as well. He's done really well there. Uh, He could be a sneaky pick, but he's in that middle category. Uh, based on just general performance. And then I'm going to put Brad. Uh, Based on the last 13 races, especially, he last won a race in May. He beat Alex Bowman for that win at Kansas. He has not been the same driver 
He has he was in second or third in points at that point. He has now dropped to sixth, and he really hasn't been a factor in uh, most of the races. Yeah, he had a chance at Bristol. A couple other races he had a chance, but otherwise, and it hurts me as a Brad fan to say this, but I don't think of him as a contender. A year ago, when he went into this playoff winning two straight races, even though he hadn't shown as much, I felt better about his chances last year than I do this year. Of course, he could go and pull a Tony Stewart and run off five out of ten. and Who knows? Maybe that that's what will happen. But as of now, his current situation, I would put Brad in the middle category, which would make my middle category Brad Chase, Kurt, Eric Jones, and Kyle Larson since I made a swap live on air. <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you something. I would have – looking at it, I wrote this uh, two days ago. Mine was on Monday. I wrote it Monday night, so it was published yesterday. Uh, but there were some guys I'm looking at going, ooh, I don't know if I would have them in that category anymore. <laughs> looking at it for two days, and it's just because depending on what mood you're in and, and how, you're, how you view your contenders and when somebody else says something about – a certain driver, you go, ooh, that is true. You know what? Kozlowski hasn't run good here, which I have Brad in a different category. Um, oh, you know what? Kurtz maybe has been a little bit better than I thought he has been recently. So certainly um, puts it out there. So let me give you my six contenders here. Oh, Philip, real sorry, real quick on the recap. How many do you have in a contenders category and who they got there, just so the fans know and get an idea of who you got? So, yeah, we'll go with Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, Eric Jones, and Kyle Larson, which makes five in the contender. And then, uh, what does it work out to? One, two, three, four, five, six in the, in the long shot. In the long shot category. That's, I think you're listening a lot better than mine personally, but and, and Spencer's too. I think I got the worst one here. But my contenders is Ryan Blaney. Uh, I think Spencer hit on it a little earlier. Um, Ryan Blaney struggled at times this year. For whatever reason, he's just not been as strong as his teammates. Um, So, you know, I I would like to see him get into that favorite category. I think he can certainly pull off uh, a win and maybe pull himself into the the uh, next round of the playoffs. But, um, you know, he hasn't run consistently this year enough for me to put him into the favorite category. I got Alex Bowman. I explained why earlier that win, you know, just because you proved to me this year that you can win a race, I'm going to put you in a, in a contender category. Chase Elliott, um, you know, Chase has got two wins this year for sure, but Talladega and Watkins Glen, two very, very unique racetracks, racetracks that we really don't see. Sir, you can say we have the we have Talladega again in the playoffs. Okay, I understand that. And then you got the Roval, but Talladega is such a crapshoot no matter what no matter what happens. And the Roval is not really a, a traditional road course like we see in the past, like we see at Vegas, uh, at Watkins Glen and Sonoma. So that's a little bit different. Um, so Chase, to me, you know, they got to prove that they can run good on the short tracks in a mile and a half. Uh, they got to run better, period. Um, you know, I have Kurt Busch in this group as well. I discussed why I think Kurt's kind of fallen off here in a little bit of the second half of the regular season, but he's still very good. I told you about Larson. I think Larson, you know, if he'd gotten off to a little, even a little bit better start, I think he would be in my contender category. He just hasn't won this year. He's got to get in the victory lane. That's a big thing for him. Uh, and Eric Jones. Now, I know Jones has got to win, um, but Jones, to me, has been the worst of Joe Gibbs' cars. Recently, he's been very, very good. But, you know, there's still times where you sit there and scratch your head about him. 
openly admitted at Bristol that he cost him and his team a, a victory by hitting the wall at Bristol when D. Bandetto had that great run and ended up getting beat by Hamlin. That was Eric Jones' race to, race to win, and he openly admitted they, they messed up there at the end of that race. That's stuff you can't do in the playoffs, so that's why he's off my favorites list and down into the contenders list uh, there. So I have six guys, Blaney, Bowman, Elliott, Bush, or Kurt Busch, uh, Kyle Larson, and Eric Jones there for my contenders. Okay, the favorites, guys. This is the, the favorites, the drivers who you think have the best chance at making these playoffs, uh, winning this championship, excuse me, um, and advancing through these playoffs. Uh, I had six guys in this category. I know that's probably a lot looking back at it. I totally agree. That's probably a lot. Um, you know, I guess give me your, your favorites, and if there's, if there's more than four guys, um, just give me your final four at Homestead as well as your, your final four at Homestead. Um, but I'll start with you, Philip. Uh, how about your favorites? Who do you got? Uh, it's Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin. I'm just going to list them based on the points, and it's the top five in points right now starting this playoff. Uh, Bush, Hamlin, Truex, Le- uh, Harvick, and Logano. Um, and I think that as it currently stands, it's not really going to change all that much. I really believe that the 18, 11, 19, and 4 are the four best cars uh, so far this year, and I think that's going to continue to be the case. And it's going to be interesting to see how Joe Gibbs handles having 75% of the championship situation if it lands the way I'm saying it is. Uh, they've had the best team this year. They've had the best cars. Uh, it's what NASCAR seemingly wants. It's why they have the rules the way they have them. Uh, but Harvick in this last few months has been the best best car, really. And uh, Kyle Busch has the best overall regular season, hence why he has the extra bonus points. But in terms of Outside of that, it's Harvick and Hamlin that have been performing more recently. And then I consider Joey Logano, even though his performance until last week had fallen off, he's a defending series champion. You do not dismiss the defending series champion until further notice. And they were able to get on a heater uh, this time last year, and they were able to put it all together at Homestead to win and get that championship and with Todd Gordon and all of them. So, honestly, I think it's those five. I really don't – there might be a little bit of fluctuation, but I think as much as, you know, NASCAR has tried to figure out a way to try to make it like other sports, uh, the way this year has kind of went, um, it has a full season feel to it, where the people who have performed throughout the entire season, I think – are going to be able to hold up in the playoff and, uh, you know, go and get to that final four. It's going to be a very interesting race on, on Sunday. We'll dive into a little bit more later, but just because it is, you know, I'm sure there's been teams that have been building brand new race cars to get ready for Las Vegas and putting everything that they can think of, every new thing that they've learned in these race cars um, and it'll be the first kind of uh, view into that here uh, for the playoffs. Spencer, how about you? Um, favorites, who do you got? 
I have Truex, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick. And the only reason I have Kevin Harvick is because of the momentum. Um, that whole organization, organization struggled um, in the beginning of the year. They That four car has just really come on strong. I don't know what would you guys say about two months when he started when he first won, and then now he has two more. So, um, and plus it's Kevin Harvick. I mean, he's been in the final four. I mean, geez, the last three, four years that I can remember, um, it's you know been the same organization and the same cars, and um, I just see him going back um, because you know that that four team, uh, that four bunch has found something and it's showing. Um, and, you know, when that when Harvick's hot, he's hot, and we've seen that in the past. I mean, look what he did last year. I mean, at that point, it was just, all right, we got we got a win. We're in the playoffs. Let's just get – they were trophy gathering. That's what they were doing. Um, and uh, I think they can do that in this playoff, um, and it could be kind of scary um, for the other contenders. But I only have four of my favorites, and because those are the four that I think is going to be there. And then Truex, you know, he won in 2017. And it's Truex. I mean, once he's gotten in the Joe Gibbs furniture row, you know, same equipment type deal. Um, he's really been a whole new driver compared to what he was in MWR and all that. So, and then Kyle Busch can't bet against that guy. Uh, hell of a driver. And then Denny Hamlin. I mean, that that team has also been very strong. Um, and you know, this is this is Hamlin's time to win it. I think he's more hungry um, and determined than any other year, and this is his best shot. Oh, I agree. Uh, I, You know, for my six quick guys, uh, Harvick, Kyle Busch, Truex, Hamlin, Logano, and Brad Kozlowski. Uh, I agree with what Phillips said about Logano. He's the defending champion. I think he's going to have a real strong playoffs here. Uh, Hamlin's been great, no doubt about it. I'm not in love with how Truex has come into these playoffs. They've been scuffling a little bit here. Haven't really won a race in a while. Um, not in love with, with their performance of late, but that's a team that certainly with Cole Pern and Martin Shooter, they've done it in the past, especially in the mile and a half tracks. They can certainly took, turn it up a wick and really start uh, pulling off a lot of wins quickly. Kyle Busch, we know what he's done. We know what he's capable of. He can win anytime, anywhere, anyhow. Uh, no doubt is a favorite for this championship. And then you've got Kevin Harvick, who uh, I agree with all you guys there. Listen, you know, I, I think I would have put him in even anyway. If if he hadn't won a race, I think he would have been in this favorite just because he's just so good. He's another guy. You know, I think all these drivers in this list, the reason why I have them in favorites is I'm confident they can win anytime, anywhere. Uh, and I'm not sure you can say that about everybody in this sport right now. Um, but Harvick's one of those guys. As long as he's got Rodney Childers, those two are, I think, right now, you know, since Chad and Jimmy are gone, um, are broken up, these two are the best chief and driver combination in the garage they had the best i think record together so uh they're 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 deadly uh they're lethal when you want to get on when they get on their game and uh, i think they've been on their game here last month or two and that four car has been very very strong um so those are that that's our playoff grid guys those are our playoff favorite contenders and long shots here on talking circles tonight just kind of something fun we wanted to throw out there and kind of give our opinion on who goes where um into these playoffs uh, it is a triple header weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway Truck Series. They're actually running an elimination race this weekend in their first round of the playoffs at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, it is the uh, World of Westgate 200. It's Friday night, this this uh, race here in the Truck Series. And there's 36 trucks on the entry list for only 32 spots, so four will go home. 
lots of go-home guys. You have uh, Colin Garrett, who looks like he's going to make his debut in a 38 for a third East Motorsports truck. You also got Tyler Hill down in the Hill Motorsports truck. A lot of different drivers. Uh, Cody Robal, uh, Dylan Lupton's down as well in, in a third DGR Crosley truck. Um, so I, I guess we'll start here with you, Philip. What are your thoughts on, on this whole truck series race and who do you got to win before we move to Spencer? I'll go and I'll I'll beat Spencer to the punch and I'll take his guy and somebody who has become one of our people here at uh, Talking in Circles. I'm going to take Ross Chastain. I mean, he's shown uh, he had a chance to win at Bristol, probably had the best truck and he probably should have won, but he had everything but the lottery. And then uh, at Mossport, he did really well considering he himself says he's not a great road course racer and probably get as good of a return as he wanted there. I think Chastain goes and does what he's been doing uh, a lot of this year and just goes out there and just opens a can and locks himself into the next round of the playoffs easily uh, with a victory at uh, Las Vegas on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt I think Chastain's the favorite. Um, how about you, uh, Spencer? Who do you got to win? Are you going to go with Phil's pick? And what do you think about the racing we're going to see at Las Vegas on Sunday, on Friday night? Heck of a pick, Philip. Couldn't agree with you. <laughs> um, no, but it, all kidding aside, I mean, how can you bet against them? I mean, um, what that little – I would consider them a little organization. What they've been able to do is pretty incredible and it's just such a cool story. I know we say it every week, and it's he's kind of like honestly, he's kind of like the Kyle Busch in the Truck Series. I mean, you every week you you expect them to go out and run well and win, and you can start to say that about Moffitt now. Uh, well, not now. Um, you know, it seems like when Ross isn't there, you know, Moffitt's right there. So those two guys are, I would say, are the favorites to win it all. And Moffitt, you know, he's he's you know he's defending champion so um you got to watch out for him too but i think ross even though it's a small organization they've really been bringing their a game with chevy um power under the hood can't go wrong there and um but no those are two guys that you really have to watch out for oh yeah for sure i think uh those are the two favorites heading into this race at las vegas you know uh it's funny because we do a lot of different racing in the truck series and you know put the mile and a half it seems like it's really come down to two guys. For whatever reason, um, you know, Sauter hasn't been really where he normally is on these on these mile and a half tracks, uh, and he's certainly got a chance to, I think, go out there and win as well. But we got to see a lot more from that Thor Sport team here so far um, in 2019. Real quick, just want to give the, give you guys the points. Um, you know, just get the fans listening to points here quick and let you know where they stand because there is an elimination race this weekend. It's Moffitt who's. He's advanced to the next round. He's won both Bristol and he won at the road course up there in Canada. So he's he's locked into the next round no matter what. Then you have Ross Chastain, second in points. Stuart Friesian is third in points. Um, he's 22 ahead of of or he's only one point, excuse me, ahead of Matt Crafton. Uh, I think Chastain's pretty much in on his points. He should be all right. He's uh, 22 points ahead of, of Friesian in third, so he looks like he should be all right. But it's a tight battle from really third on back um, for the four, um, for the, the, the next cutoff spot there for six. You have Frisian, who's at 2,091 points. Matt Crafton at 2,090 points, so he's only points back and forth. 
Another point back in fifth is Austin Hill. Another two points back is Grenenfinger in sixth. Then you got Sauter, two points back of Ensinger. And then uh, Tyler Ankrum, who's really had uh, the toughest time in these playoffs, but he's the youngest guy there, the most least experienced guy there, so you kind of expect that. Um, he's 12 points behind Chast- uh, Sauter. So Ankrum's really going to need to, put, to kind of hit a home run here, I think, to get himself into the next round there. But that whole battle for six should be very interesting and see how long that plays out. Thorsport really needs to bring their A game because they got Crafton and Finger and Sauter who are going to be close to that cutoff if they don't bring their best trucks to Las Vegas and have a really solid weekend there at Las Vegas on Friday. 917-889-8280, that's the number to call here on Talking Circles. Um, we move to the NASCAR Xfinity Series race, uh, uh, which is going to be run on Saturday, of course, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, uh, 38 spots, 38 cars for 38 spots on the entry list. Um, it is the second annual Rhino Pro Truck Outfitters 300 from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Of course, we've got the, the big-name guys there. You have, of course, uh, Christopher Bell in a 20, Cole Custer in a double zero, and uh, Tyler Reddick in a two. Those are our big three this year. Uh, Ryan Shrex, if you're curious, he's in the eight this weekend, Bar Harbor on that car. Uh, Riley Herbst is in the 18, if you're wondering. Remember, we're getting to that time where uh, this is a cutoff race for the regular season. We're getting to that time where if you're a cup guy, you're not allowed really into these playoffs. Um, so you're going to see a lot of guys who, um, you know, are veterans or guys who haven't been really racing in a while. Like Elliot Sadler, he's in the 10 as well. Uh, it's his final official NASCAR final official NASCAR start for Elliot Sadler uh, driving the 10 for Colic. He's got a full pack paint scheme. If you're curious on that, uh, driving the 10 for Colic racing. Um, we'll start with Phillips since I started with uh, we'll start with Spencer. Excuse me, since I started with Philip last time. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Xfinity Series race? Spencer, and who do you got going to victory lane? Oh, man. Um, I would have to say one of the big three. Um, you know, Reddick, he kind of fell off there for a little bit, and uh, you kind of just seemed like it was Custer and Bell. Um, and then, you know, Reddick came through and won at Bristol. Um, but there are three great organizations i like how it's three different organizations so you don't have two and then one and so uh three different drivers three different organizations um they've pretty much been the talk of the season so far um all year um so i would have to say bell it's hard not to go with bell it's kind of getting annoying kind of like kyle bush still like him better than kyle bush but still getting annoying but um you got to be smart and you you can't lie to the listeners you got to be honest and you know that's probably the fair pick um would be the 20 and uh, Justin Algar, too. Um, I saw, you know, how close he was at Indy. Um, just right on the back uh, bumper of Kyle Busch. So, um, I would start this. I would want to throw um, Algar into that last spot to make it to Miami. Um, so, I would have to say one of those four. Don't have a spot on pick, but either one of those four. Yeah, final race of the regular season for the Xfinity Series. I wish they started all these playoffs at the same time. It would be a heck of a lot easier for everybody. But it's the final race of the regular season for the Xfinity Series, and really nothing points-wise going up unless somehow, some way, you know, Cole Custer or Jeremy Clements or somebody pulls off an amazing win here at Las Vegas and completely changes things up. Um, I, I, I think the 12 that we see right now are going to be 12 that we've seen since May into the playoffs. Um, real quick, Philip, and then we'll get to the Cup Series. How about your Xfinity Series pick uh, at Las Vegas? 
I'll pick Cole Custer. I mean, he's been uh, the best at the one and a half mile racetracks generally this season. Uh, the combination of him and Shiplet has worked out very well. And Shiplet's made his name at winning at these tracks when he was with the 42. He won this race last year with John Hunter Nemechek. And so I'll take Cole Custer to go and get that momentum going to Richmond into the playoff. I do agree with Spencer that I think Justin Allgaier was chomping at the bit. He should have won Bristol. He had the best car, I think, at Indianapolis. That wasn't Kyle Busch. And just the way restarts and all the wrecks happened. I think he would be that 1A pick to win there. But personally, I want to see a Hail Mary kind of thing happen and and like Brandon Jones falls to 12th and then a Hail Mary guy goes and wins like Jeremy Clemens. It won't, but it would be great. So then we could see Brandon Jones not make the playoffs if I'm not just personal preference. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting experience. I doubt that happens, but Clemens has really picked it up recently. I don't know if they got uh, uh, new cars in that organization. Or cars in that really run strong. A lot better, at least from what he's run ran the start of the year. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll go with Custer too. I think Chiplet. You brought up a good point there, and Custer's good on a mile and a half. So everywhere else, I'm a little worried about him, but uh, I think on a mile and a half, he's really a solid driver. Cup Series, uh, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, first race of the playoffs. You know, we know the guys there. These guys don't change much, so we won't go through the entry list quick. Uh, Philip, you're a winner on Sunday. It's Sunday night race. Here at Las Vegas, it's a seven o'clock start on Sunday, uh, in the on the East Coast. So keep that in mind. Uh, a very unique start, something I'm not thrilled about. But uh, Philip, what are your thoughts, and who do you got winning the uh, the Cup Series race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway? Hey, Kyle Busch, uh, just go and go chalk. Why not? Home home game. Uh, start his chase to get a legitimate uh, full season championship. Uh, off with a win at home and uh, he'll be able to uh, get a free ride. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have a free ride through at least two rounds of these playoffs with all the playoff points he's earned so far this year. But when you go and win, it makes it easier anyway. And considering that the uh, Roval is a wild card, that'd be a good thing for the 18 driver and all the people that love Kyle Busch so much uh, that their uh, hero will go and make it into round number two of the uh, playoffs. How about you, Spencer? Uh, you know, certainly Toyota's certainly had their way, it seems like recently at least. Do you see another Joe Gibbs car maybe competing with him? Maybe these Penske cars are these – maybe Kevin Harvick um, – Who's your thought on to win Sunday night at Las Vegas? Well, my first pick, I want to go with Brad. Um, but I'm going to have to change that because I started thinking. I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. I think he's the best car at JGR right now. Um, and, you know, some people, you know, the Kyle Busch fans are going to go, oh, you're full of crap, you don't know what you're talking about. Denny Hamlin's the best car at JGR right now, and I think we all can agree on that. Uh, momentum is big. He has a win at Texas. And Texas and Las Vegas and – they're similar tracks, um, very similar, actually. So I think uh, besides Bush, I think Hamlin has a very good shot at winning that and just carry more momentum through the playoffs. 
I think it's going to be a little bit of a surprise. You guys talked about uh, – it's funny because I'm going to go to another Joe Gibbs car. But, um, you know, certainly Kyle is a great driver. Hometown track certainly a good point. I agree with everything you said about Hamlin as well. But when I think of mile and a half and I think of, of the team and the, and the driver and the crew chief who's really nailed these mile and a half the last three years – been Cole Pern and Martin Sharks Jr. And I know they haven't come into haven't come into these playoffs as as hot or as uh well as they probably should have or they wanted to, but it's a whole new game now. They're gonna have brand new race cars. I think Pern maybe was holding something a little bit back here. Watch that nineteen car at Las Vegas. That's my pick to win on Sunday. I want to thank Philip Matthews, Spencer Cowan. Had a lot of fun talking racing tonight, guys. Great job as always, and we'll see you next time here. I'm talking in circles. Good night, everybody.